On this unemployment, we've already had 25 other states across the country that have opted out. Um, obviously, it's Democrat states, the ones that are run by Democrat governors that tend to uh, continue to take the Biden federal money. So it's very disappointing that uh, the governor just doesn't seem to want to work with us. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this is another episode of Fact Check. Bill, you always pull out all the stops. You get the best interviews. All the good guests make time. And I'm sure it's because of you. It's because of my involvement in the Republican Party. And <laughs> okay, uh, it might be that. <laughs> I, I'm privileged to get to know the fine people like our guest today, Representative Clint Moses. Yes, he is a chiropractor, farmer who raises sheep and cattle. Now a state representative, lives in Menominee near Eau Claire, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Tall Oaks Council for the Boy Scouts of America. He is involved with the COFAX Health and Rehabilitation Board, Rotary Club of Menominee member, and past president. The list goes on and on, including the Community Foundation of Den County member, past board president, school board member for the school district of Menominee area, and I, I don't know how he makes time for all of this. Wow. I can't imagine how difficult it must be to keep your schedule. How, how do you do that? Is, how do you balance all that? It is very much a balancing act, I will say, Bill. I got to meet you, actually, because I was also the vice chair of our county party for a number of years in Dunn County. So that was a number of years ago, but it's always something. So that's kind of the way I was brought up is to give back to the community and uh, do as much as I can and never any time to get in trouble, I guess. So one of the things I find really fascinating is you achieved the status of Eagle Scout in your involvement with the Boy Scouts of America. Tell us, what did you learn from this accomplishment and how does it help you in your life today? Oh, I'm a big supporter of the uh, Boy Scouts program. Um, I actually got my Eagle Scout by the time I was 15 and a half. And my goal for that is I figured I'd get a driver's license. I'd be busy on the farm and busy with uh, girls and other things. So I got mine early. Um, a lot of things, I, I, perseverance, discipline, motivation, leadership, accountability, achievement, just the ability to work with others and uh, work through challenges. Uh, to this day, I'm still a big supporter of the Boy Scouts. Last weekend, I had the privilege of giving out two Eagle Scout awards, actually one of which was our second in the state uh, female Eagle. So girls have been in Boy Scouts now for about a year and a half, two years, and we actually had our first Eagle to come through the Chippewa Valley uh, that was a girl last week. That's great stuff, Clint. It's inspiring to me. Some people in the media say you and other legislatures, you don't work very hard. But the last time we talked, you told me you were going to be in a floor session that was going to last 10 hours that day, and you didn't know when you'd be called to speak on some bills you supported. What's a typical day like at the state capitol right now? Uh, thanks for asking, and I can actually match that because our floor period for this afternoon is actually scheduled for, if it goes in, in its entirety, about 13 and a half to 14 hours today. So I don't think it will go that long. I'm praying it doesn't go that long, but we've got good debate and uh, just busy with a lot of in-district stuff as well, helping out locals with issues they've got, and then really learning the internal workings of the building. As a guy that is had no previous state uh, official experience, you know, just working on local boards, the inside the Capitol is a whole new experience for me as well, especially the differences between working in the Capitol and coming from a private business setting like I did. Um, things move quite a bit slower, but we are very busy. So I find it kind of funny, obviously, last fall during the election cycle, talking about how the GOP uh, Republican legislators were not doing anything and collecting their paychecks. And 
I work harder for the money I make here than I do working in my own business. And that says a lot because we work very hard in our business as well. Right. So one thing our listeners should be aware of is that you were first elected last November, correct? Yes. Right. So you're, you're just learning the ropes down there at the state Capitol. Republicans in the state legislature recently passed a bill that would have ended the extra $300 a week in unemployment payments. How much can people earn on unemployment in Wisconsin right now? Well, right now it's about 20 bucks an hour and uh, pretty much tax-free as well. So it's quite ridiculous, honestly. Businesses throughout the state are have multiple job openings. They're throwing out uh, higher and they're paying higher than minimum wage. So that's the other criticism we get on the other side of the aisle is, well, those are just minimum wage jobs. No, look around. I mean, on my way down here today, I drive through Toma, and I believe it was the McDonald's in Toma was advertising a starting wage of $12. So uh, don't quote me on that, but these companies are struggling to try and get the much-needed help they need to run their businesses, and our federal government's making it too easy for people to sit at home and uh, basically collect a check. Um, so it's just, it's it's quite, like I said, ridiculous as far as the amount of money that people are making. That money, at the end of the day, it's not just free. It, it comes from somewhere. Right. It, it comes from Wisconsin taxpayers for the most part. That's right. And right now, these people that are collecting unemployment are part of 200,000 people who are on Badger Care that were not on Badger Care about a year ago. How much is that costing our state? A lot. Um, that's my short answer. There's actually about 90,000 more people on unemployment May of 2021 than there was in May of 2020. Uh, it's estimated from our fiscal bureau down here at the Capitol, Badger Care cost the state of Wisconsin in 2020 around $2.7 billion. That's billion with a B. Uh, what's going to cost even more with these additional 200,000 people. So that was last year's numbers. It cost us $2.7 billion. Now you add 200,000 people to that. Really hard to say, but obviously it's not going to get any cheaper. There are so many moving parts in this uh, factor in as well. Um, overall program costs higher due to higher enrollment. The program overall is costing the state less right now, but that's because we're receiving high, much, much higher level of federal matching rate during the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, as long as there's the health emergency in place. So the long-term costs are going to be much, much higher than that $2.7 billion. Some news sources are reporting that Governor Evers is leaning towards vetoing the bill that would end the expanded unemployment benefits. Where do you see us at in this process? Yeah, Governor Evers has already pledged that he's going to veto it. Uh, why he hasn't yet is kind of surprising to me because if you look at all these other, we had 11 bills that came forward early on with the uh, COVID relief money. A lot of our bills that were put forward by the Republican legislature were good common sense, uh, helping out anyone from uh, broadband expansion in our rural areas to I authored one that was part of the package bill that was helping our small businesses re receive grants. The interesting thing about my bill is uh, that I released on that is it was $200 uh, million, so not a huge amount of money when we're talking the state budget. The governor vetoed it, and three days later, he introduced his own uh, central bailout uh, small business grant program that was mirrored my bill. So I guess I, I take kind of a credit or a pat on the back from Governor Evers for copying good legislation that our legislature put out. But it'd be nice if he'd just start to work together with us. So on this unemployment, we've already had 25 other states across the country that have opted out. 
Um, obviously, it's Democrat states, the ones that are run by Democrat governors that tend to uh, continue to take the Biden federal money. So it's very disappointing that uh, the governor just doesn't seem to want to work with us. One of the things that I learned in the course of getting my degree in psychology and studying behavior even though people might be able to earn more money if they actually went out and got a job, why should they give up? They're getting their health care paid for. The top rate is $670 yeah. a week. And so yeah. they're very comfortable. And even if there's jobs out there that might pay more, what we know about human nature is most, if not all people are going to choose well, to enjoy the Wisconsin summer. So it's disappointing that Governor Evers and Democrats continue to play politics with this because I know business owners who are struggling to find people to work in their businesses. And I can speak from the standpoint of our own businesses that we're having to pay people more money right now to find new employees. And those are all consequences of these inflated unemployment rates. Oh. Very much so, Bill. I mean, I can tell you personal stories from my my own business and also customers that we've, that we've got in our business that come in, and they're having to reduce their hours because they can't staff their normal business hours because of the lack of employees. So it's just making the problem worse, throwing more money at it from the federal government. And at the end of the day, I know people like security, but I think people at the end of the day also want to feel like a productive member of society. At least that's why I, that's why I get up in the morning and go to work. Um, sounds great to sit at home and just collect a check but at the end of the day i want to feel like i did something to give back to our society i saw a story in the news today about an eau claire restaurant business that is going to start paying people 16 dollars an hour and no tipping and this is an industry that i worked in for most of my life and i can tell you that when you start factoring in tips most wait staff are making a lot more than $16 an hour, especially if you're talking about a white tablecloth type of establishment. There are bartenders and wait staff there that are making over $100,000 a year in some high-end restaurants in places like Minneapolis. To me, this just kind of shows a lack of understanding uh, about this whole process of, of paying people to work. Why would somebody right now who's collecting unemployment even consider going to work for less money than they can earn while collecting unemployment benefits right now. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's exactly the problem we're dealing with it. And we, we tried to make uh, modifications to correct this problem. But uh, once again, I'll say the governor has pledged to veto it. So I don't think it's going to be going anywhere. Republicans passed a bill that would forbid requiring proof of COVID-19 vaccinations. Why is this bill important to you? Oh, that's a big one. Actually, there was a package of five bills that addressed different areas of the vaccine status, basically, or the vaccine discrimination or what many call medical freedoms. That one is very important to me because public health policymakers uh, really reduce the discussion of immunity to vaccine status and completely ignore the human immune system, essentially, the complexities of the human immune system. The reason I think they ignore the natural immunity Tests are very, very hard to uh, measure cellular immunity. Uh, They're complex. They're expensive, making them hard to get uh, into practical use in a medical setting. Hard to track. Natural immunity, especially when we start talking about like COVID-19, there's been a lot of talk about asymptomatic spread. So how do you even know who had 
COVID-19 and who didn't without doing testing. So I think there's a lot of people out there that probably had COVID that didn't even realize it. Um, and like many aspects of the federal government response, the policy legs, the science, as they like to talk about. Immunity should be given the same societal status as vaccine-induced immunity. I'm concerned that, you know, in this case, we're not really following the best science. Uh, we're creating more of a class system that allows for more potential discrimination against people. That's that's a really interesting observation because there have to be many, many people in our state and across the nation who have recovered from COVID-19 who have the antibodies in their system. And so how do you tell somebody who has natural immunity that they need to go and take this vaccine? Uh, to me, that seems to bring in taking on unnecessary risks, in my opinion. If you have natural immunity, I don't see how the government could require you to to be vaccinated. They should, they should not, Bill. And this is something I feel very strongly about. Individuals should be able to make their own health care decisions for themselves and their families, not government, not large institutions. Um, like I said, this was one of five medical freedom bills that were on the floor last week uh, that had gone through our legislature. And I was glad to see this one passed. We actually got, I believe, one Democrat to cross over with us on this one. I may be incorrect on that, but... Um, but yeah, it was very important to me because, like I said, if we can't protect our own choice as far as what we put in our bodies, what 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 are we doing? You know, I, I expect my government to stay out of the way on some of these things, and that's really for me what it's about as far as why I got into politics. Is I believe government has its place, but we definitely need to put guardrails and keep it where it's not overreaching and too big. I'm definitely a small government kind of guy, so this one is a very a uh, very big deal to me, obviously, with my profession as a chiropractor. I know a lot about human health and making good choices and preventative medicine and supporting the body's ability to fight off diseases and infections. Representative Clint Moses, thank you for taking this time with us today on Fact Check. If you're interested, you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts or join our Facebook group at Fact Check WIZM. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this was another episode of Fact Check.